0: Hello, hello. Um, It's me again. And it's about twenty past six on Monday, which is quite good because normally I'm, uh, you know, faffing around um, in the in the night time, scrapping around trying to get the podcast done. But I've decided to prioritize. I've decided Um, I can't be bothered um, going for a run because it's windy and I don't need to run every day. And if there's one day a week where I can kind of live without it, it can be today because it's, uh, you know, I've just got stuff on this being the stuff. Um, I have also got and you'll have to excuse me for just walking around here. Um, I'm just like... I don't know. Uh, I mean, not that this this is a podcast with extremely high production value, but you know what I mean. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm looking around. I'm walking around the house because I have got... chips, cheese and gravy for dinner. And I can't wait. So... I'm back, I'm back on bed, back on bed, um, so I'm kind of can't wait for that, I'm also pretty hungry, hence why I do not really want to go for a run, um, but, you know, who cares, um, it is, uh, what time is it, it's, no, I know what time it is, what day is it, it's the 27th of, um, what's it called 27th of is it September yeah 27th of September which means oh excuse me wow how can I I'm not uh able to avoid yawning even at a normal time which is strange I mean perhaps <laughs> perhaps it would help if I didn't uh do the podcast in bed I don't know um I'm sorry Uh, yeah, we're nearly in October, and I have to say that the past couple days, weather-wise, have been, you know, pretty autumnal, I have to say, and, um, blustery is the word, and I'm, I'm in an interesting phase, uh, from a personal hygiene perspective, in that i uh I haven't shaved my face in about uh, it's got to be uh, i don't know like twelve weeks, probably longer or i think i think months maybe maybe three months three months 12 weeks how many weeks are in a month four eight twelve yeah three months is 12 weeks so well done for me being um stupid there yeah maybe three months unshaven uh probably not what the hell am i even talking about um and my beard is maybe as big as it's ever been And, uh, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it looks good. It looks big. Some people approve of it. Others don't. I described it on my Instagram story recently when, when, when the question was posed to me, um, I kind of said, well, some people, it's like blue cheese in that some people like it. Some people hate it. Um, but the constant is that i am i'm stinky which you know isn't strictly true i'm i'm about as you know showered as as most people i would have thought but um i would say and i appreciate this and me uh i'm not selling myself well here but i would say that when i do smell i really do smell like um You know, from a BO perspective and also possibly from a farting perspective. Um, And I appreciate that, you know, you're not necessarily here to know that. Um, You didn't sign up for that knowledge, but we are where we are. Um, I uh, recently watched a film... um, I I wanted to share this because I think a direction of travel for the podcast is for me to watch um, films that you probably will never watch and not in a snooty way just in a you won't watch them because no one will watch them and um, well, I don't know but basically, I'm gonna review films, <laughs> uh, not in an overly serious way. And I mean, it's been weeks since I even watched this film in the cinema. But um, you know, it's worth providing some intel, insight. Sorry on that um, on that experience as a whole. So, what? How, how the night went? Because I think I think it's important to. To outline the night as a whole, my belly is huge, by the way. So I'm sat, I'm stood up in my bedroom. Um, It's been a day of work. In fact, I need to tell you what I did for lunch today because it's bad. My belly is so huge, by the way. Um, (laughs) Like, but almost in a powerful way. I don't know if you've seen, but there's this game called God of War. Never played it. Can't be bothered with it. I sort of have this thing in my head that I don't want to play it. I don't like it. That's just me being childish and petulant and I can, you know, whatever. I was actually saying to someone before, I actually quite like that trait um, of mine. I don't know why. I just think that it's funny. It's funny for me to think of in hindsight of how petulant I can be, how childish I am. Um, And I realise I've done about seven segues here, and we'll get back to talking about this film, but in reality it doesn't really matter that much. Um, uh, Yeah, this film, God of War, basically you play a god or something and you go and fight other gods. Uh, Eh, sir, man, you know? (laughs) Boy-man film thing, you know? It's such a... Boys game, but whatever. Uh, so, anyway, you um, you go and fight gods and the new one is coming out soon. And there's been a bit of flack for it because uh, they released the image of Thor for the game. So Thor, obviously, if you're not... Um, if your brain isn't made out of shoelaces, um, you'll know that Thor is an actual Norse god and not just Chris Hemsworth. Anyway, they released an image of Thor and uh, he's kind of like. He's not fat. He's kind of fat. He's fat. He looks like a, a strong man, if you see what I mean. Like he's. If you can picture, say, like a is it Hapthor Bjornsson, the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones? Um, There's also that Eddie Hall. He's probably a bit more of a, um, a good person to think of when thinking of this picture, because Eddie Hall's like kind of a bit more of a normal size in this. Well, he's not normal, but he's like six foot. So he's kind of his muscles are so huge that he actually looks fat in a way when he's, he's not, he's, he's so powerful. Um, whereas like Hapthor, the mountain is, uh, is like six foot nine or however big he is. So he actually almost looks all a bit normal. Um, again, normal in the least normal sense of the word. Um, he looks a bit more in proportion, I guess, in uh, in respect of his his muscles. Anyway, so I'm I'm stood up in my bedroom, and I have a t-shirt on. It's the t-shirt that I would have worn had I. It's my running t-shirt, one of my like five or six running t-shirts that I have. They're all kind of old, gross, falling apart. You know, no regard for it. Um, my favorite ones are the ones that don't like stick to my belly when i'm running into the wind uh you know like kind of ones that are very loose fitting and you know the wind really kind of shapes around them and then it really accentuates my frame anyway for some reason i'm kind of holding my belly right now like a like a like a pregnant woman and i think it's because today at work i was talking to a pregnant lady and she was kind of massaging her belly and i i couldn't stop looking at it not in a weird way i i don't have any kinks or anything like that before you say i just was like that's odd i feel it felt weird that i was in the same room as her doing that and i don't mean that in like a you know, me being sexist or anything like that kind of way, she's fine to do it. I just felt weird. I just felt weird. You're rubbing your belly. I might start just doing it (laughs) in general, because I'm doing it now, I'm in my bedroom, I've lifted up my T-shirt, and I'm rubbing my belly. I'm actually looking out of the window, and anyone who's unfortunate enough to walk past will see me rubbing my belly. Um... And if they have a poor enough angle, they might think I'm doing something else. So here's hoping they they don't see that. But anyway, my point is, is that I actually look like um, a bit like the God of War's interpretation of Thor right now. Um, because their picture of him, he's got like clothes on, but his belly is exposed. His fat belly is exposed. His big, fat, strong belly is exposed. And i don't i don't feel strong that's that's true i definitely don't feel strong but i do feel um fat so yeah i'm kind of looking at myself in this full body mirror feeling fat um so instead of going for a run today i'm going to have a large chip cheese and gravy for dinner um and i can't wait because i've just seen that it's arrived So, um, for the first time in a while, we're going to do a bibbidi-bobbidi. Then I'm going to come back up to my lair, my stinky blue cheese lair, and um, tell you about uh, the experience of watching... um, uh, cop, Cop Shop... Cop... Excuse me. Cop Shop by Frank Grillo and Gerard Butler. Hello. Um, As ever, things got uh, out of hand once the chips, cheese and gravy had arrived. I sat at the dinner table. and you know dispatched the the large chip cheese and gravy with with consummate ease as you would expect from from someone like me um it was ginormous though it um you know it's the type of the type of meal that really you know sets you back uh, a few days in respect of your health And, um, it also, uh, you know, sent me to bed for a, for a short period of time. So I am coming to you, um, at nine minutes past 10, which admittedly is still, you know, fine, I would say largely, um, for me anyway, um. And I believe I was going to talk about the film Cop Shop. Now, while I Google it, just so I can find out who was uh, actually in it, I will tell you about kind of the night. So, um, I I mean, I mentioned before that I am... uh, you know, kind of looking like uh, the God of War, fat, th- uh, fat Thor character at the moment. Um, well, one of the reasons why is because I keep um, eating like to extreme degrees, and um, the night that I watched uh, Cop Shop was. Um, was another one of those nights. We went to uh, an Asian eatery called New Hong Kong. Uh, If you live on the Isle of Man and you've never been there, you need to go. Um, I would recommend that you eat bao buns to start with, but also have gyoza. Um, And then kind of see what takes your fancy for a main course. But it really should just be pork ramen, I would have thought. Um, You don't need to get the massive one, though, because I don't know of a person who can actually eat all of that. Um, But yeah, so we had that. We had an ale. Um, Might have even had two. I was excitable. Um, When it comes to sort of sweets game, I'm not so sure where we're at. I think... Yeah no I'm correct. What happened was we were really struggling to get a uh, a park at the cinema because there was a retro car sort of show um, which <laughs> happened to be at the hotel where uh, that's like next to the cinema. So obviously a retro car ho- not a retro car hotel a retro car show is on that means every car park is taken. Frustrating. So we, um, what did we do? Oh, no, yeah, we, we just actually, we didn't park up. We just, we just sort of waited in the car outside Spa while we sent one of our trusted friends, um, Mark, who you will have heard on the last podcast. Um, we sent him in to get the, uh, the sweets, I say we sent him in, he kind of volunteered himself and he's, you know, as I said, he's a trusted, a trusted friend. So we, we, um, we kind of, we, we, we said what we're looking to, to get out of that visit to spa, what, what sort of sweets, snacks are we looking for? I specified that I was looking for sweets. I think I've mentioned before on a podcast. I don't really like the idea of eating crisps or anything kind of savoury, crunchy, um, while I'm watching a film that i you know, that I want to actually hear. Because for some reason, I just can't hear anything when I'm when I'm chewing on something crispy. Um, now, of course, cup shop. Uh, I wasn't absolutely desperate to uh, you know follow the story and all of its intricacies um but i uh you know nevertheless i still stuck with my kind of my uh i don't know my principle of not eating kind of savory crispy foods so i said i'll just go for sweets um and he did not disappoint Actually, it was it was remarkable. So something I hadn't eaten in a long time, or at least a brand that I hadn't, you know, had the pleasure of, uh, you know, purchasing from for some time, is Chewitt's. Now, when I was a kid, I remember Chewitt's being great fun to buy. I remember being very excited by them and, and the flavors being quite distinct, um... And I'm, I never really knew what happened to Chewett's, um, but I loved them. And anyway, he came out with kind of a share bag of Chewett's. Now, admittedly, they were quite different in that they weren't how I remember. They, they were almost like a bonbon. Um, so kind of like almost the powdered, outside, chewy bonbon. Um exterior with almost like a there was a bit of a gel though in the middle which was exciting a fruity kind of gel and if i'm not wrong i think they were they were blueberry they were either blueberry or black currant but the the bag which is still in here is was like a baby blue which to me shouts blueberry uh, blueberries blueberries if you've seen that video then you'll you'll recognize it um, if you haven't seen that video go on youtube type blueberries t- no type blueberry kid fail and uh, cry with laughter please do um anyway so yeah i had Chewitz, so i was very excited by that bear in mind i've had big dinner i've had a beer i'm excitable And frankly, you know, the film that we're going to watch, it was starring Frank Grillo, who is um, kind of like, well, Google him. Uh, Grill, you know, something that you grill on with an O at the end. (laughs) Frank Grillo. He is basically um, in lots and lots of action films, quite a few superhero films. He's quite good as a bad guy, I think. Um, he's cool though, and he's shredded. He's like fifty-six, but he's shredded out of his goddamn mind. Um, and I'm led to believe that, like, he owns the production company behind this, and he's kind of doing what, like, what Steven Seagal is doing. Um, Steven Seagal just like makes movies where like, he's still, you know, America's top spy, secret agents guy, um, despite the fact that he is, he must be 60, if not, he's a bad looking 50s um, guy. Um, yeah, Frank Grillo is kind of doing the same thing, except he's clearly a guy who actually I don't know, likes films and isn't necessarily just making himself out to be the cool guy in all of his films. Um, Anyway, it's him and Gerard Butler. We know who Gerard Butler is. He's kind of angry-looking Scotsman. Uh, Is he Scottish? He must be. He is. And uh, even, even though he puts on an American accent, he still is just really undeniably Scottish. Um so they're in it and there's a lady called alexis louder who admittedly i've not seen before but she was really likable character she was a cop anyway i'll just briefly read you the synopsis not the synopsis the the blurb from imdb sideways by the way because i'm obviously recording into the laptop uh yeah i apologize by the way for that because um like Basically, my phone has run out of power, so I have to do the rest of the podcast into the laptop. Sorry. I've got my duvet over my head again, so I'm probably going to pass out at some point soon. It gets insanely hot in here. Anyway, so I'm reading this sideways because I have to speak into the side of the laptop. Um, So, on the run from a lethal assassin, a wily con artist, Frank Grillo, Devises a scheme to hide out inside a small town police station. But when the hitman turns up at the precinct, an unsuspecting rookie cop, this is Alexis Lauder, and the hitman is Gerald Butler, a rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. It's kind of cool, actually, because it basically means the production is quite small. It's all set in a small police station, um, like, in the country. Most of the police officers are pretty, um, like, chill. And then this Alexis Lauder is, you know, she loves her job. She's really good as well, but she's only young, and she's kind of, you know, she's not been... Um, like tainted by <laughs> the world of work, yet yeah, she doesn't hate her life, um, and it's really quite nice. I think she even has a husband to go home to. Um, so yeah, fair play to her; she's got a good life. Um, anyway, Frank Grillo and Gerald Butler both arrive at the uh, <laughs> at the um, the police station separately. Because the you know Gerald Butler's chasing Frank Grillo. What does Frank Grillo do? He oh yeah, he meets Alexis louder at a wedding, and he just punches her. So okay, assaulting a police officer—that's a night in the cells. Cool. And she suspects he's doing something weird in the first place because, like, they don't know who he is. Um. Anyway, um. Oh, sorry, no, they know who he is, but they see that he's got a load of, you know, he's got a big rap sheet. Anyway, Gerald Butler, what does he do? He <laughs> he drunk drives and nearly kills two, like, state guards or whatever they're called in America, um, and weirdly gets, you know, sent to prison in the same place. I would have thought, honestly, like, I don't know. What he did was significantly worse than punch a police officer. Probably could have killed them both. I would have thought they might have just shot him. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> and there's a cool sort of moment. Uh, like So he's pretending to be really, really drunk. Cool moment in the prison where he's like, you know, he then like magically sobers up, and it's supposed to be kind of scary on ominous, but it was kind of funny, really. Um, and that's kind of one of the takeaways for me, is that like I don't know how seriously the film was trying to take itself, um, but I didn't take it very seriously, and I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, like It kind of felt pretty 70s, uh, goofy. I mean, there's a moment, and sorry, this is sort of ruining the film in a way. I'm not telling you the ending, but I'm telling you that one of the guys doesn't die. So if you are planning on watching it, don't listen to the next 30 seconds. Basically, Gerald Butler gets absolutely riddled by a machine gun at some point, you know, in the kind of final act. And you're thinking, oh, well, he's dead, and that's sad. Um, and then right at the end, he basically saves the day, just turns back up again. No explanation as to how he survived, like, a hot, you know, not 100 but like 10 pretty point blank shots from machine gun um, to the body he's not like a superhero he's just a badass hitman um, and he just turns up at the end and i i laughed out loud in the cinema and that's genuinely I, I i've not i've gone to kind of see like comedies or lighthearted things before i mean we saw Free Guy in the cinema and i laughed more at Cop Shop than i did at Free Guy and I honestly don't mean that as like a a, a slight at uh, Cop Shop. I just thought Cop Shop was well funnier. I mean, there's a character in the film who is like a <laughs> he's like a third hitman, second or third hitman depending on how you view them. He turns up to kill Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo, and his character is essentially like a paedophile murderer type guy who's a freak, like a complete freak. He might be one of the freakiest characters I've ever seen on film. Now, admittedly, I've not seen every film. I've not seen many films, but the guy's freak. And he's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. I think he's called, like, Tony or Anthony, and he gets a livid when people call him the wrong name. Um, Like, I think he's, he's called... He previously used to be called Tony. Now he wants to be called Anthony, and then... Like whenever anyone calls him Tony, he's like, loses his mind a little bit. He's kind of, he's scary, but he's just so funny. Like he's, he's on the precipice of being, there's like a line between, you know, being uncomfortably strange to being, you know, side-splittingly hilarious. And this guy teeters on the brink and then just, you know, he's, he kind of exists on both sides, um, you know. At different points in the film, and it's it's awesome, um, but yeah, <laughs> like there's some kick-ass shootouts. Frank Grillo looks amazing in it. Gerald Butler, you know, obviously as I said before, spoiler alert, survives about hundred bullets, um, and Alexis Lauda, who I guess is a bit of a newcomer, genuinely is good in the film. Like she's cool, and you like her. Like she's a likable main character. It's it's cool. It's worth watching. Um, although, yeah, it's prepos- it has a preposterous ending. That's what I'll say. Basically, <laughs> the whole thing is that like there's layer upon layer of corruption and and intrigue in the film. You basically don't know who the bad guys are, and. Um, In the end, Gerard Butler kind of saves Alexis Lauder. She's the only good person in this film. Everyone else is kind of, you know, tainted, uh, you know, swimming in muddy water. And um, he saves her at the end, having been shot a million times. And yet, after all of that, because she's such a good cop, like, after she's been... Uh, I think basically he drops her off, like he saves her, drops her off at a hospital because she's gravely wounded. And then after she's like been, I don't know if he does drop her off at a hospital. He like basically takes her to an ambulance or something. And once she feels okay enough, she then like weirdly orders the people who are driving the ambulance, the paramedics, she orders them to stop, despite the fact she's been gravely wounded, and she has and she has a husband at home, and they're, they're at pains to explain that she has a husband at home, so she kind of doesn't really care about what's going on there because she's like, no, no, no I got to go get this guy. It doesn't matter that I'm, you know, I've been shot. Um, the paramedics as well, they are happy to kind of forget about their their their, their obligation, their duty um to to their patient and they just sort of get out of the ambulance and let her get out of the back and let her commandeer the ambulance and basically drive after gerard butler after he saved her and i think the idea is that she's going to basically even though he's he he had a moment of good she's she's gonna go dish out some justice on him but i really look at that and think, well. Gerald Butler survived a million bullets and saved your life. And I suspect that if you now go after him, he's just going to kill you. Um, so I didn't really get that. Um, and but at that point, I was just kind of laughing. And I thought it was all great because like the fact that Gerald Butler survived and saved the day was just unbelievable. Um, and. Yeah, I couldn't quite get over the fact that the paramedics were so happy to just kind of let her, you know, make this decision for herself, despite the fact that she was gravely wounded. They used the word gravely wounded a number of times. Not the word, the phrase, but you know what I mean. Um. So, yeah, cop shop, hilarious, unintentionally hilarious, um, and good fun. So... I recommend it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, I think we're about at time. We're we're, we're just over half an hour. I was going to say tight, but it's not. We're a little... Um, the waistband is stretched a bit. Um, but yeah, thank you once again for listening. I appreciate you. Um, remember, as always, to be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people as well. And um, I'll speak to you again soon. How about that?